Many people tend to ask whether we should tithe on gross or on net. Should we tithe on gross or net? Let me say this. The Bible is very clear that whatever we do, God should come first. God should come first. Now, many studies done have shown that 60% of Adventists tithe on gross amount of income. So, what percentage is remaining? 40. Okay. That one shows you that majority of people have come to understand that we should put God first even before our needs. And of course, is the one who meets our needs. Is the one who provides for us. Is the one who gives us the power to get wealthy, to produce wealthy. So that one itself tells us that indeed God should come first above everything. So that is the opinion gotten, that is the answer gotten out of research that many Adventists, including this man here, he said, I think it's gross. You think or you also do it. <laughs> so, it is prudent to understand that whatever we do, God should come first. That's what the Bible says. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. That is Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of your increase. Matthew 6, 33. This is a very common verse. It says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness, and all these other things shall be added unto you. So, God fast. God fast. So we should tighten growth. Number two, the Bible says that bring all the tithe into the storehouse. Which is the storehouse? Your house? The treasurer's office? Which is, is the church? Which is the storehouse, do you think? So that there may be food in my house. Hello? What is God's storehouse? You people you know. And I, I don't think to sp I, 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 I should not spoon feed you. My daughter, where is the storehouse? In your pocket? Hello? What? Where is the storehouse? Today. In the ancient times, the storehouse was the temple where the Levites and the priests who were working in the temple could get their food. Remember, most of the people of Israel were farmers. So they used to take food, food, 10% of the, of the harvests to the temple so that there would be food. And remember there was a time when uh, I think there was spiritual decline in Israel. And uh, 
many people uh, decided not to tithe. And the Levites had to leave the temple. And the temple was closed. There was no longer worship services in the temple. Meaning that God was not being worshipped. Why? Because his people had become unfaithful. They were not taking the, 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 the tithe into the storehouse. There was no food for God's servants in the, storehouse, in, in the, in the temple. So what do you think now with that explanation? What, where, where do you think is the storehouse? The church? Okay. Any other? It can be the church, but, but the church is a transit point where <laughs> the treasurer of the local church receives on behalf of the conference treasurer. Does the church employ the pastors? It's the conference. Why the conference? Because that is where even, you know, churches have been blessed Differently, you get a church in Masailand where the total tithe for a month is 1,000 shillings. And they need a pastor. And maybe there's a church here in town which gives up to 1 million per month. So it means that this pastor of the church in town, of this church, should be paid 1 million and the one in Masailand be paid 1,000. Will that be fair? So when all the tithe is brought into the storehouse, into the charges, it is taken, it is forwarded to the, to, to, to the conference, which is the storehouse. That is where a pastor whose church gives up to one million and the other one that gives up to 1,000, both of them can earn an income, the same income. You see? So that mission, so that we can be able to enable God to reach other people. That pastor who is ministering in that and in that area with only five members. Can you imagine the four of you are a church now? And that is my church. If you give tithe of 100 and the other one 200 and the other one 50 and the other one 300, it cannot even be 1,000. So my salary can be 800. Will that be able to sustain me? No. So God is very specific. He has appointed the storehouse, the conference, to be the storehouse where we should take our tithes and offerings. And from there, it can support the gospel workers in different parts of this country or of this world. Could you, can you imagine that the tithe you give pays somebody somewhere, somewhere, working somewhere in an highland that you do not even know the name. Why? Because the 10% that you submit, that you return in the church, it goes to the conference. The conference forwards 43% to the union. Then the union forwards a percentage. I don't need to give you all the de details. The, con the union forwards to the general conference, not the division, because the division is part of the general conference, actually. So, you see, the tithe we give supports the gospel work in all the world. And if you fail to return a faithful tithe, you are hindering God's work. That is why God says, cast is he 
who misappropriates the tithe. The 10% which God claims to be his. So, the storehouse for the Adventists, the storehouse is the conference office. So, using the, the biblical model, the storehouse is the place from which the gospel workers are paid for the convenience of the members so that they can worship God with their tithes and offerings, the funds are received at the local church. The tithe is, sent, is then sent to the conference, which is the storehouse, so that the gospel workers can be taken care of. Question number three. Question number three. Can't I just send my tithe where I feel it will do the most good? Hello? See, you can decide and say, no, you know, there are so many beggars here in the streets. So let me take my tithe there. I can decide. Do you think? What do you think? What do you think? Do I have the power to decide where to take it? Why? Why? I wanted to answer so many questions, but because you are not responding also, I also not respond, so I will answer a few of them. Why do you think you have no power to decide where to take your tithe? Maybe you think, if I take it this way, it will do more good than the conference. Yes? Okay. Thank you. I've heard your answer. Let me amplify it. That God has already given instruction. God has commanded where to take it. So, the tithe is non-discretional. You cannot decide. You have no power to decide where to take it. Because the Lord has already indicated where you are supposed to take your tithe. The tithe is the Lord's. He has told us what to do with it. Bring it to the storehouse. Malachi 3.10. Other projects which you think are good should be supported but not from the tithe. According to Testimonies, Volume 9, page 249 and page 250. Question number four. Does the Bible indicate a percentage for the offerings? Yet yeah, the Bible is very clear that we should bring 10%, a tenth of our income. Because the Lord claims, claims it to be his. But does the Bible indicate what percentage the offering should be? What do you think? So you have read the Bible. I indicate. Ujaona bado? Hata ujaona? Ni kama? Iyo ni tithe one. Offering. As the Bible indicated what percentage the offering should be. No. There is no limitation on offering. There is no limitation. God says in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse 17, 16, 17, every man shall give as he is able according to the blessings of the Lord your God which he has given you. So, it is according to the blessings. 
as you are able. And in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9, the Bible says that let each one give as he purposes in his heart. That is an individual choice. Not grudgingly or of necessity. For God loves a cheerful giver. Amen. So you give according to the blessings of God that he has given you. And you should give willingly. Because it's an offering. It's an offering. It's a sacrifice. It's an, you are appreciating God's blessings. Actually, someone said that if you return a faithful tithe, you are obeying God. You are being obedient. Because God has commanded and you are obeying. But when you give a good offering, it is because you love God. Hello? So, it's an offering. It is an indication that you love God. So if you don't give an offering, it means you don't love God because the Bible is very clear that for God so loved the world that he did what? He gave. You cannot love and fail to give. But you can give without loving if you are compelled. But you cannot love and fail to give. Because love compels you to give. Love compels you to give. So, whoever, according to Exodus chapter 35, verse 5, the Bible reads, whoever is of a willing heart, let him bring it as an offering to the Lord, gold, silver, or bronze. A willing heart. So we should give cheerfully. We should give according to the blessings of God that he has given us. We should give willingly. The offering, it's an offering given willingly as much as the Lord has blessed you. Question number five. Why is God so much concerned about stewardship? Why is God concerned so much about giving? Why does God emphasize so much on financial stewardship? Eh? Isn't God is too rich because silver and gold are his. Everything in the world is his. Why is he concerned about these issues to do with financial stewardship? Why do you think it is important to God that he tells us to give? Because the Bible says, where, for where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. Hello? According to Matthew chapter 6, verse 21. Because we cannot serve God and money. So God knows that, and by the way, when God tells you to give, it's not your money is interested. It's interested in your heart. Hello? Are we moving together? When God tells us to give, he's testing you. He's interested in your heart because where your treasure is, your heart is there also. 
God tells us to give because he wants to save us from selfishness. He wants to teach us to give because he's a God who gives. So, usifikiri eti Mungu anataka pesa yako. Na ujue kwamba anakuambia urudishe kumi. Hata hiyo hata hiyo tisa ni ya nani? 10% anakuambia urudishe. Hiyo 90% ni ya nani? Si ni ya Mungu. So in other words, <laughs> amekupa because God can cannot ask you to return 10% of what he has not given you. So he gives you first and tells you now return 10% of that. Si nimekubariki rudishe sehemu ya 10. Ifanye kazi yangu. Alafu unasema hapana Mungu. And of course, when you return 10%, 10% compared to 90%, ni nani anabaki na nyingi? Hello? Si ni wewe tena? That is why the other day we learned that instead of feeling that you are giving God 10% of your income, you should be appreciative that God has allowed you to use even the 90% which still belongs to him. Because you and whatever you have belongs to God. Question number six. What are the important constraints or what are the important elements of an honest tithe? What does the tithe comprise of? Number one, the percentage or the portion. God has not told us to give 11%. How much has he said? 10%. God is talking about 10%. Hata kama mafuta ya meongeza, saini karibu 190. God's tithe still remains 10%. Ajaongeza mbaka 15. Timaisha imekuwa ngumu sasa. Kwa wachungaji, ongeza mbaka 15%. <laughs> it still remains 10. And God is so unfair. Is, is so fair to us. Is so fair to us that whoever earns 1 million, God says, bring 10% of 1 million. If you are running, if you are a, a security guard somewhere, you are running 10,000, still God tells you 10%. The 10% of 10,000 and 10% of 1 million. God is so fair. God is so fair. But still, we become so unfair to God that we think that by, by Him telling us to return 10%, no. God is trying to look for a way to bless you. Mungu anatafuta njia ya kukusaidia ili aone njia ya kubariki saidi. Kadi onavyo bariki kasi yake. So it is 10%. That is number one element of an honest tithe. Number two, it is the place. You don't take it anywhere. Can you imagine if all the members of the Seventh-day Adventist Church decided to take the tithe elsewhere? What will happen to the churches? Take it elsewhere. Nenda tafuta maskini wapatie. Hajabu ni kwamba, hajabu ni kwamba, ile 10% ya mungu ni onataka kupeleka maskini. Nani ya mebakia ni nyingi? 
90%. Uwezi kuchukua na hata 10% kale Mungu Are we being fair to God? <laughs> that I've remained with 90% of what God has blessed me, but I still want nifinyilie Mungu na ile 10% yake ambayo amesema ni yake. Let it be fair. So, the second element is the place to return it to. God's storehouse. The third element is the purpose. So, the three P's, percentage, place, and purpose. The purpose is the support of gospel workers. That is the work of the tithe. The support of gospel workers. Question number seven. Question number seven. Aren't some people too poor to tithe? What do you think? Watu wengine sini maskini sana kiasi ya kwamba hawawezi kurudisha zaka. You have the answer. What is the answer? You have the, I had already given the answer. Katika kuelezea hapo kuingine nilikuwa nimetoa jibu. Is there anybody who is too poor to tithe? Oh, you know, pastor, we students have money in theory, so I think God can excuse us from tithing. Hello? <laughs> is there anybody who is considered too poor to tithe? Why? Can somebody shout the answer from there? Uh, my two daughters. Sema kitu. Kuna mtu ambaye ni maskini sana hawezi kurudisha. Unajua pastor unajua sisi students kale ka pocket money ni kadogo hatuwezi kurudisha saka. What do you think? Why? Okay. Because even if you consider yourself poor, at least you are able to eat everything. God has not left you. You eat. So you have something to thank God for. At least to, to, return, to return to God. So you cannot claim to be too poor to tithe. The Bible indicates that if we have an income, we should respond with our tithe and offerings. The devil wants to keep people in poverty and ignorance. God wants to bless them. So in other words, you who consider yourself too poor to tithe, but you eat every day, you dress, meaning that you have an income, even though it is small. And God is fair. The smaller income, God wants to test you if you deserve to be blessed by telling you, the little one that I've given you, return a tenth of that. Ten percent of that. Question number eight. Isn't emphasis on tithe and offering kind of legalistic? Kuna makundi ya watu ambao wameibuka squeezy. Wanasema ya kwamba tithing is an Old Testament practice. So it should not be imposed on the present day members. What do you think? ama kwa kurudisha zaka hiyo ni kutafuta wokofu kwa 
kwa matendo si kwa neema kwani tunarudisha saka ndio tuokolewe no no tumeokolewa you don't you don't buy your salvation by being faithful in tithing no that is what we call now legalism you are trying to buy your way to heaven you want to travel with a wheelbarrow to heaven when god has already provided a chopper hello <laughs> unataka kwenda mbinguni kwa kutembea kwa miguu unafanya bidii ufike mbinguni whereas god has already provided a chopper to fly you to heaven the grace of god hallelujah so tithing is not legalistic obedience to god's word is not legalism obedience it is the service and allegiance of love that is the true sign of stewardship amen to be an obedient disciple is a true sign of discipleship the bible says if you are willing and obedient you will eat the good of the land according to isaiah chapter 1 verse 19 you can imagine a group of disobedient christians don't want to obey god because they think that obedience is legalism can you really claim to love your father if you don't obey him no so those who hear and obey the bible calls them wise builders according to matthew chapter 7 verse 21 to 27 Those who don't hear and don't obey they are called foolish builders foolish christians so the bible also is very clear in the book of first samuel chapter 15 verse 22 to obey is better than sacrifice to obey is better than sacrifice the in the book acts of the apostles by the other Ellen G White pages 566 it says the greatest praise that men can bring to god is to become consecrated channels through which he can work time is rapidly passing into eternity let us not keep back from god that which is his let us not refuse him that which though it cannot be given with merit can be denied without rain cannot be denied without rain he asks for a whole earth give it to him it is his both by creation and by redemption he asks for your intellect give it to him it is his he asks for your money give it to him it is his you are not your own for you are bought with a price amen praise god first corinthians chapter 6 verse 19 and 20 you are not your own you are god's property all that you are belongs to god all that you have belongs to god so when he asks for it give it to him whatever he asks you question number 10 je mungu angependa tuwe matajiri Hello 
Najua waswahili husema aliyekaribu ndio angukiwa na nini? Ninyi si waswahili. Wazungu weuzi. <laughs> aliyekaribu ndio fanywa nini? Waangukiwa na mti. <laughs> Sasa anawauliza maswali na hawataki kurespond na wao ni wako karibu. Je, Mungu anataka tuweze kuwa matajiri? Does God want us to be rich? Why do you think so? That is our question. See, the Bible says, <laughs> let me say, the Bible says that it will be very hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. What do you think? <laughs> Hello? Ni vigumu sana tajiri kuingia katika falme wa Mungu. Kwa hivyo waje niwe maskini, mnasemaje? Ah, I want us to discuss that. Hebu tengeneza ile mic ya kutembea. Ama mkuleta leo. Tafadhali, lazima mnijibu leo. Is this statement according to me, according to me, true? That the poor <laughs> in spirit, I don't know whether also in uh, material <laughs> shall inherit the kingdom of God. Kwa hivyo, nisijaribu unajua kuna wakati usijaribu kuwa tajiri sana. Yesu alisema matajiri hawataingia wapi? Is that the statement true? If not, why? If yes, why? Do you think so? Ah, jamaa, I'm let it down. Imekuwa? Good, 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 good. Eh, sawa, sawa, wase. Beleka sasa kule wase. Tuanze na wewe. Ngoja, tuanze na wewe. Simama hapa, simama hapa. Wezi kuchukulia wengine mic. Simama hapa. Eh, simama mbele yetu hapa. <laughs> Je, mungu anataka tuwe matajiri? Tumia mic. Yes. Why? He wants us to be rich. Yes. <laughs> Why do you think? You can try. Yes, try. You don't need to be correct, but you can try. God is loving and caring. Somebody <laughs> who loves you cannot allow you to, to be, be poor. Yeah. What do you think of this statement that it will be very hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God? Eh, pelekea wengine. Sasa nisikusumbue. Pelekea wale kwanza. Kwanza kuna yule wa mwisho yule. Unipelekea yule wa mwisho yule. <laughs> Yes. Eh huyo huyo. Huyo huyo naangalia. Huyo naangalia dai. Huyo 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 huyo. Huyo. Morning. How are you my son? Hebu weka on. Ama imekuwa mbali. Okay. You, I can amplify your voice. Do you think God wants us to be rich? Why? our riches and the god, god is the one who gives us the power to to become rich okay but the bible says a rich man shall not enter the kingdom it will be very hard what do you think the reason as to why he said that yes. is because 
Remember he said after a certain rich man had come to him. Uh, you are now talking about the context, eh? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now and then so, this rich man was told to give up all things and follow Christ. Yes, and give it to the poor. Yes. But because he loved the riches of the world. Now, the problem comes when we love these riches of the world and forget God. Okay. That's why Christ said that it is very difficult for a rich man to go to heaven than a camel going through the needle. It is because... The, the, the eye of the needle. Yeah, the eye of the needle. Yeah. It is because when someone becomes rich, yes. he tends to forget God. Becomes selfish. Okay. Yeah, that's what Meaning mean. that when it reaches a situation or a point where you love wealthy more than the one who gives you the wealthy, now it becomes dangerous. Okay? I think that's all. Yes, God wants you to be wealthy. God wants to be rich because he's the one who gives you the power to produce riches. Are we together? But let not those riches get into your heart to the extent that you will love the wealthy than you love God. Because the Bible says, the Bible says, let me quote the Bible. In the book of 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 10, it says that the love of money is the root of all, the love of what? Of money. Is the reason, is the root, is what causes much of the evil that we find in the world today. Okay. It is clear from the scriptures that God wants us to prosper, to have, a, to have our needs met, and to have a surplus. But we shouldn't desire to be so rich that we will not, we will, we will not honor God. We should also avoid the get, quick, the get rich quick schemes. Eh? Hello? Petting. Shabiki.com. Barizenu. Munasikianga is of it. Eh? The young people are so busy trying to win millions and they lose a lot of money. Petting is sin. Because you are trying to look for what you, don't, you do not even work for. Yes, as even, you know, betting is gambling. It's gambling. Pata potea. <laughs> for those who have never been to Nairobi, when you get to Nairobi, be very careful. Because in, the street, in those park streets, you get some people saying, pata potea, pata potea. Weka yota patai, weka yota patai. Ana changanya, changanya zile cards. Unaweka hapo. Anagambia, ah, pole. Charibu tena. Pata potea ni luga ambayo aina nafasi katika wale ambao wanamucha mungu. So, these get rich quick schemes are not in harmony with the word of God. The blessings of the Lord makes one rich and he has no sorrow with it. And a good name is better than riches, according to 
Proverbs 22.1. Let me leave it there at number 10 because of time. Is there anybody who has a pressing question that I can respond to? Yes. Wale. Pia wewe uko na swali? Oh, huyu rafiki yangu. Korid. Peleka kwa wale 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 kwa kona wale. Those two ladies there. Yes. Uh, I, I think the, the bat is not... Okay, try. Oh. Uh, for example, uh, okay, earlier we learned that the, the money that you, re you get from your parents, yes. you tight it. Uh, for example, you've yeah. been sent uh, 5,000. Yes. And in that 5,000, that 500 near rent, you in Guinea Bakia So, are you supposed to tie it to the 5,000 or the 1,500? Okay, you're supposed to tie the 1,500. That is your income. The other one is rent paid for you. You don't, you, 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 you're not given fees, and then you want to tie it again, fees, because fees is. Actually, you are given a certain amount. So, whatever remains in your pocket is what? Your income. Don't say, okay, you know, I nilikuwa na deni ya shiringi miatana, wacha nitoe kwanza, yo deni, diyo ni ikipake elfu moja, diyo niweze kutoa taiti. No. Are you getting me? So, that whole that's what you tie it with. Because now that's what is your own. Okay. Go read. In the same, in the same conjunction, is because uh, that is not yours. That one for rent is because it's not yours. And that's why you are not, you are not tithing. Thank so you. So the one that is remaining is you are tithing. And there is another uh, uh, scenario as you say that uh, you, you should, uh, maybe you are earning a salary, then you should first include God. So you should die the cross and not the, not the net. So, yes. what about an instance whereby uh, in Mark 12.17, Jesus Christ says give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and to God what belongs what belongs to God. But where you are uh, in cross is because there is included the tax which is inside. So, if that is all uh, what belongs to God and you also you know, the tax is claiming of the cross. It's not of the net. Yes. That is the tax. So that is belongs to Caesar. What, and what, also what, God... What's your, what's your opinion? My opinion is this. Yes. What belongs to God. But it also belongs to... Uh, this one does not belong to God. That is the cross. Yeah. It is included that belongs to Caesar. Let, let me ask you. Yeah. Let me ask you. Yeah. Whatever you receive... Is your salary. According to the basely, your income, is it counted your income after taxation or is it your income before taxation? 
There are two incomes. There is <laughs> okay. There, there is tax for income and there is also net income. Uh, so and we it? said that we should tax on on net. No, we said yeah. on your own gross on gross. On gross eh? Okay. So what is there is that when when you are, when you are employed when you are employed you negotiate for your salary. Do th- when you negotiate is the tax excluded or included? Corrid, you have a microphone, man. When you negotiate with? Okay, when come you, come for example, after your, your studies, umeenda, umeandikwa kazi. Si unapewa mshara? Mshara ni wanani? It's mine. So that is your income. So before it is taxed, it is done what? You, t- you, you tight on that. Gross. But I think there was contradiction because both of them, God and Caesar, claim on the same gross. Mm. And it is say that what belongs to Caesar. And by the way, let me also take you to the, 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 the issue of context. Eh? Was Jesus talking about tithe? So he was talking about taxing. Eh? It was not, uh, the, the, so that's why you should not apply it there. Okay. I'm trying to help you. Come as a theologian. God was, go read the context. You know, that man is very clever. He told me, Pastor, when you say that a rich man shall not enter the kingdom of God, look at the context. The context was, is it good to, re, to, to, to pay tax? That's what, that was the question. That is what Jesus was answering. But when it comes to income, it is your income. So, we have, and by the way, have you ever had anyone that he has all of a sudden become poor because he was tithing on gross? But instead, contrary to that, you even become more wealthy. So that's why we concluded that many of us advances, over 60% of us, we tithe on gross. As a pastor, before I receive my salary, before anything is deducted from it, tithe is removed. But I'm, I'm left now to give an offering. And if you today, even though you think you people are too poor, if you decide today to buy me lunch, you say, Pastor, I can see you've been coming with the car all along. Today I want to fuel. You give me 1,000 shillings. That is an income. I would love to give a tithe of it. Are you getting me? Even though you have not given me the whole week. <laughs> You think you are poor. You people you are so you are so rich. Hello? Otherwise, may God bless you. God bless you. Let me leave it there. And uh, if you have any other question, please approach me. I'm around. Nataka kuwajia hapo, my friend. Ebu mpatia maiki uyo. Labda nataka kunisalimia. Ebu. Yeah. Inaongea, inaongea. Ishike vizuri. Mwambia shike vizuri, shika kwenye, shikilia chini. Well, thank you so much. Yes. I had a question now. In the case of a loan, you've taken a loan, should you tithe a 10% of the loan? Like, uh, for instance, here we have the help loan. Yes. Should we tithe a tenth of the help loan as, uh, as tithe? Hey. 
let me let me remove let me go away from you will be paying that uh, loan when you start earning an income if you will be ukianza kupata mshahara na hiyo loan ambayo ulipewa utakuwa unatoa una una unatoa una tithe baada ya loan kukatwa ama utakuwa unatoa tithe loan kabla ya loan yajagatwa nataka unijibu na wewe alafu na mimi nikupatie jibu <laughs> for example nimechukua loan mshahara wangu ni 1500 si ndio nimechukua loan nikichukua loan mshahara wangu ukija 1500 inakatwa 1200 ya loan nimepakia na shilingi 1030 should i tithe on 50 or on 30 my friend si ujibu bwana unajua tunaojiana na wewe on 50 okay so <laughs> if you don't do that if you don't do that if you decide, if you don't want to do that in the future because you know your income itaenda chini kidogo baada ya loan kukatwa kama hutaki ile loan ukipata kama umepata 1 million give a tithe na ile imebaki 900,000 ukiweka kama ni kwa business ikileta faida you again do what you supposed to tithe because faida una tithe nini faida lakini ikiwa ukuitolea umeemploy kwa business remember ya kwamba kama ni mshahara utakuwa unatoa on gross because usisema unajua nakatwa loan nyingi nini na baki na 10000 kwa hivyo natoa 1000 no but if you want to avoid that tight on the loan Mungu awabariki hebu tusimame tuweze kuomba Asante baba yetu na Mungu wetu kwa sababu unatupenda na unatuwazia mazuri. Tunakushukuru kwa fundisho la leo ambao tumejaribu kuangalia maswali ambao mara nyingi uulizwa kuhusu tithing and giving offerings. Na tumetambua ya kwamba you don't require to tithe because you want our money but because you want our hearts because where our treasure is our hearts are. Help us to realize that fact so that we can be faithful stewards. Bless each one of us in Jesus name. Amen.